look at the legends of this game that have led teams, had the C on their jerseys, something that's not unique to hockey anymore, but something that has definitely been made in hockey. The Captain CC is something that most people look at. They think of hockey. Uh, football picked it up a few years ago. Baseball doesn't exactly have that, although they have had captains. And basketball, they don't wear Cs on their jersey. This is a hockey thing. It's a symbolism. It's, it's all the way from the youth hockey all the way up. So tonight, we're going to be discussing the best captains in NHL history. But before we get to that, you might have noticed tonight my lower third says aggressive forecheck because before we start the episode, I want to bring up a, a little bit more of a serious issue, a serious article that came out today. Um, I think it would be a disservice if I didn't bring it up. It came out in the last 24, 48 hours. Um, it was in the Players' Tribune. It was by Akeem Alou, and it was titled Hockey is Not for Everyone. So if you follow We Live Hockey or Elimination Cafe, um, we posted this article this morning. Uh, we shared it this morning. Um, and here's the deal. I am not the correct spoke, spokesperson, um, or the commentary for this man and his life. All right. I can only share the messages that he sent. So I can't make too much of discussion because I can't, I don't think I'm the qualified person to talk about. I will tell you this. You should definitely go read this article. It's not an easy read. It's very hard to read. It, uh, it goes through, uh, the massive amounts of racism that this man encountered from his, uh, entire life, obviously, but from junior hockey, youth hockey, all the way to the NHL, and how, uh, because basically of his heritage and the color of his skin, uh, his career was really stunted. Uh, he goes into extreme detail and names names. Not that I'm trying to make this a gotcha situation, um, but he did not hold back in calling people out that needed to be called out. Uh, this was a man who, 10 years after an incident, brought it to the attention of the NHL and was completely ridiculed by uh, fans and uh, other people in the game, saying, why did you wait so long? Why didn't you just do it? Um, and again, I don't want to get into the reasons why. He did the right thing coming forward, um, and he, he did ask for a due process on this. And the NHL and him have had a very good uh, um, conversation going on since then. But uh, this is a very raw article. Um, and the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because our audience, the We Live Hockey audience, the Elimination Cafe audience, was built because we wanted to make a community that was not accepting of that side of the game, meaning the racism, meaning the, the all of it, okay? Uh, we wanted a group of people that were accepting of everybody and accepting of, um, you know, the game on a more big level than missing teeth and mullets, right? People that really had a passion for this game and that... Uh, the color of someone's skin or ethnicity or religion didn't really matter, okay? Um, and I said in my post this morning, I'm going to say it again, this group personifies the fan that Akeem Alou deserved and many other players. It's not just him, okay? Uh, really too many to name, okay? Anybody that is not a white North American, essentially, okay? So uh, this audience has perceived that or, or is, is, is the embodiment of the fan they deserve that they didn't get. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to make this political in any way, all right? Uh, it's just the right thing to do. It's the right thing to say. Um, no player should have to deal with racism uh, or, you know, anti-Semitism or all of it, okay? And I wanted to make a statement that we do not stand for that here. It's a problem within our game. It's something that, with that said, people in the game are really working hard to change and really working hard to make progress, and we have a long way to go. And this group is going to be part of the solution 
um, and not part of the problem. That's just my statement about it, right? And the reason why, I, and you know this, I don't usually make kind of ultimatums uh, on this channel. I usually don't uh, give opinions that are too strong because I want everybody to think for themselves. But I will say, if you judge a player based on skin color, ethnicity, uh, race, religion, their country of origin, any of it, you are not welcome here. It's not for you. I'm not going to lie to you. It's just not for you, okay? Uh, we're not looking for that, all right? Uh, this group was created to prove that there are a lot of fans out there that do not stand for that, and that that's and not even don't stand for it. It's just not even part of their psyche when it comes to the game or sports or life, okay? Um, and we've been obviously pleasantly pleased with the massive fan base that we've created over the last few years and continues to grow, um, and I'm proud of every single one of you that you know this this we got a tremendous response when we shared this article today um uh, and and the comments were exactly what we expected just complete uh empowerment towards we will not let this continue and it's a big deal that we shared this and it was a big deal that we can have a conversation about this without being upset so i want to congratulate you on that not congratulate that's not the right word i wanted to commend the group for being for willing to have the conversation and i also wanted to give a shout out to akima lu for even having the guts to write that article um, and that to say also that I will never be in a position ever to fully understand, to comprehend. Uh, I'm not, I don't say things like I get it. We don't get it. I mean, what these people have to go through. All right. What, what lots of people have to go through in different ways. It's your own journey. We can only be made aware of it and we can only do the things to create progress. The, the best thing about North America, America is progress is possible. That's the thing that I have always loved about my country is that progress is always possible, all right? That's not true in a lot of places on earth. It has nothing to do with what side of the political spectrum you're on. Progress is always possible, but it's slow, it's typically unfair, and you have to fight for what you want, and Akima Lu is doing that, and I support his fight to get the message out. That's really all he's doing, to try and make a better path for the next hockey player so they don't have to deal with what he did with. Okay? So that's all I wanted to say. Feel free to comment on that if you have anything to say just so people can see it. I just wanted to get that. I, I, I thought it would have been a disservice if I waited till the end to say that. And I thought it would have been a bigger disservice if I just ignored it. All right? Because we're going to talk about hockey players here tonight. Um, and that's going to take us. Check this out. Ready? Uh, boom! I changed it over. Tonight's topic is the best captains in NHL history. As always, I have my notes on my screen. I have a top 10 list for you. Some honorable mentions. Um, you're not going to agree with every name on this list. And I would love to know who you think the best captains in NHL history are and why. Don't just throw a name up in the chat. It's very important to me uh, that we do this. Um, and uh, here we go. Okay, so when we look at what makes a great captain, that's a big part of this thing, right? Because there's a lot of things you can look at, cups and you know how long they had to see and how good they were in the NHL. Uh, I don't think these are necessarily the best uh, identifiers individually. I think when you merge them all together, they do. Uh, but listen, here's the deal. Captaincy comes down to leadership. So any best captain is going to have to display some amazing leadership. Okay, so if you're on the list, of this list, you're not just a great player, you're a great leader. Okay, and the team believed in you. Uh, tenure is an important part of this. Okay, if you were captain for a long time, that says something about you. Um, and and I, I do think championships plays into this, okay? Um, there are some names on here that didn't win the cup, but there's very few. 
Um, in fact, a majority of this list is cup winners, right? Uh, I think that is a prerequisite for being named the greatest captain of all time in the NHL. doesn't mean that we're not great captains throughout history that didn't win, but like we've all had a captain on our team that was a captain for two years and we loved them and then he moved on, right? Uh, that doesn't make him a part of this list, all right? So we're going we're gonna to go through it. I'd love to see what you say about that. And then uh, let's start with some honorable mentions. These honorable mentions might make some people upset. All right, so my first honorable mention is Scott Stevens, okay? Uh, three Stanley Cups, never had a minus season in terms of plus minus in his career, uh, and nine all-star appearances. Also, uh, single-handedly destroyed my youth by knocking out Eric Lindros in uh, 2000, uh, thus making me understand that to be a Philadelphia fan is pain. I just wanted my daughter to cry there for a minute so you could hear that in the background. Uh, Scott Stevens, three cups, never had a minus season. Also, and, 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 and I, again, if we have New Jersey fans, you're not going to like this. He did it in New Jersey, which is not an easy market to win a cup, okay? Um, New Jersey's identity has always been the Napoleonic complex. They are the little sister brother to New York City across the river. You can see the city from New Jersey in Newark or from the Meadowlands. You're just in the shadow of New York. So to win in those circumstances is actually pretty special. Um, uh, the, did benefit from having the greatest goaltender of all time in Martin Brodeur. Um, that is part of why I didn't put him in the top 10, uh, because I think that leadership was dual. Uh, th that was a team that had no superstars. They had a lot of role players. Um, and again, if you have the best goalie of all time, that's going to boost your stats. So uh, it does not take anything away from Scott Stevens being on the list, um, but uh, he's not in my top 10. Okay, so here we go. Next one. This is another uh, honorable mention. Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky. And yes, I'm putting these two together. Um, greatest players of all time list easily. Greatest captains. Gretzky, Gretzky doesn't really make that list for me. He played for uh, you know really good hockey teams when he won. It takes nothing away from him. I've always looked up to Wayne Gretzky. Um, I just think that he was the captain of a great dynasty and that his leadership was there, but it was more of a by-example type leadership. Again, I'm not in the locker room, but everyone on that team seemed to be a leader, right? Uh, when I'm thinking of with this list, this is somebody that grabs their team and pulls them through, right? And Gretzky did that in points, but Messier's on that team, Coffee's on that team, Kevin Lowe's on that team. I mean, and the, like 15 more players I can name. Grant Fears on that team. I mean, I can keep going, right? Um, and Lemieux, uh, amazing. His career was kind of cut in the middle due to leukemia. Um, so it's tough because of the tenure aspect of that. Another great leader. Um, I don't think he was overly great in a lot of other aspects, though. Like, you know, again, great leader. He had Yager with him. I just didn't put him on my top 10. Uh, last name that didn't make the top 10 is the Dano Chara. Uh, is a cup winner. Is loved in Boston. He's also a two-time cup loser. Uh, so uh, it just didn't make the top 10. Again, honorable mentions, not dishonorable mentions. It's not a bad thing that I'm naming them. Again, you feel free to comment in the comments. Again, if you're listening to this uh, in the podcast, we're broadcasting live on Facebook to We Live Hockey, Elimination Cafe, uh, Hockey Wraparound, and Hockey Rewards. Um, we're talking about the best NHL captains of all time in the NHL, and this is where we start the top 10 list. This is where some of you may agree. Some of you may disagree. We'll find out tonight. So number 10 is not a cup winner. Number 10 is not a cup winner. Played for the Phoenix Coyotes for most of his career. Prior to that, he did play for the Jets. Uh, he had no team owner for three years. 
which is really unfathomable to me. Um, if you think about it, it's when the NHL bought his team, and he was the face of his franchise for a long time. And that man's name is Shane Doan of the current Arizona Coyotes. So Shane Doan endured more probably problems in terms of business than any other captain on this list. Um, he was a captain of that team for a very long time, and he played for a very long time. And just with the circumstances to, to stay there and to be the leader, um, he could have requested trades. He could have asked to be moved out of there. He stayed, stood the course, and I respect that as a leader. And that was something strong that the Coyotes needed um, during massive periods of uncertainty. Um, and I think he provided the leadership that was necessary to keep that franchise moving. And they are in a position where it looks like they're going to start thriving here uh, for years to come. All right. So uh, I don't think anything, any of that's possible without Shane Doan. And like, again, when you're talking about an NHL franchise, um, this is a man who's kept a franchise alive. And that's why he's on the list of the top 10 captains. He's number 10. Number nine did not win a Stanley Cup with the team he captained which is kind of unique for this list because he was a captain for 15 years in a row, never won a cup, but he made the playoffs every single year of those 15 years. Can you guess who it was? All right. Again, he did win a cup. I'll start giving you clues. He won a cup in 2001 with the Colorado Avalanche. That should give it away. He spent 15 seasons as the captain of the Boston Bruins, and that is none other than Raymond Bork. Raymond Bork, Ray Bork, all right, um, one of the longest tenured captains in Boston Bruins history, uh, amazing human being, amazing captain. Um, you look in the 80s and 90s in Massachusetts, he's he's the face of everything outside, you know, the years before with Esposito and everybody. So Ray Bork is number nine on my list. Again, 15 seasons in a row, never missed the playoffs. Again, never was able to bring the title to Boston, but he did win a Stanley Cup, obviously. Uh, as an assistant captain uh, two years later when he left in Colorado, one of the most emotional and unbelievable moments in NHL history when Joe Sackick took the cup and just handed it right to him. He didn't even lift it. Uh, an amazing moment. Um, number eight on the list, uh, Captain Sirius. Three cups in whatever it is. Three cups in six years, I think he did. I think it's three cups in nine years now. Uh, Jonathan Taves, one of the youngest NHL captains in history. Uh, in fact, when he was named captain of the Blackhawks, I believe he was the youngest captain in history, very close to it. Um, no, I'm sorry, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was one of the. He was second youngest. Okay, uh, at the time. So Jonathan Taves has won three Stanley Cups. The uh, reason he's not higher up on this list um, is just because he's really fallen off in terms of a player since the Cup runs. He, I mean, so is Chicago. I think one of the prerequisites for this is sustained success, and Chicago is not in a position where they're showing sustained success. But doing what he did in the time period he did during a lockout with the Chicago Blackhawks, a team that was in literal hell, hockey hell, when he was drafted, a team that really was struggling, returned the franchise to greatness, needed to happen, original six, lots of pressure. Jonathan Taves, you know, one, I remember one series, I you know, talk about leadership in, in, in groups. Um, he was losing his mind. I can't remember what year. I want to say it was the the, the middle cup when they won during the lockout in 13. Um, but he was going nuts. And I remember he got a penalty and they were losing. And, and one of his players came over and said, look, you need to be the captain, right, man? You got you to gotta figure this out. And he did, and they ended up winning the cup. And a lot of people said that if he hadn't come around, uh, they wouldn't have won. So that says a lot when people on your own team are saying that this guy was a leader and he, he brought us there. And I, I mean, again, he's in his 20s. He was in his 20s when he did this, all three cups in his 20s. That's young. These guys get younger every year. All right, keep going here. Number seven, 
oversaw the Quebec Nordiques. Quebec Nordiques move. They moved, and then he won two Stanley Cups after for the Colorado Avalanche, one of the greatest captains in NHL history. Number seven is Joe Sackick, right? Talk about sustained success. You have a horrible situation when the Nordiques left Quebec, going to a brand-new team, the Colorado Avalanche. You do happen to get the other greatest goalie of all time in Patrick Waugh, but Joe Sackick's leadership is well-documented as one of the greatest leaders in NHL history. Um, brought that new franchise a cup in his first year in 1996, um, and then another cup in 2001. Uh, just unbelievable leadership there. And again, the moment of him picking up the cup and just handing it to Ray Bork, it's a massive moment of, of uh, camaraderie and also selflessness. Uh, you know, if you really think about the Stanley Cup being lifted, it's very rare that a captain just passes it to the next person and not lift it. Um, that was that was a special moment for hockey, not just the Blanche in Boston. Okay, and the thing is, is that um, you know that is a captain's right to lift that cup. That is a big deal. Not many people have been able to do it in history. In history, you're talking a hundred people have done it. That's it. Of all the, I mean, no, it's less than that when you think about it. Less than a hundred people have lifted the cup like that. First person to lift the cup. He 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 gave that honor to to Ray Bork, who absolutely deserved it. Um, but that says a lot about the man, okay? Number six, this person has three Stanley Cups. Three Stanley Cups. When he won the Cup the first time, he was the youngest captain in NHL history to win the Stanley Cup. He's under immense pressure all the time. He's one of the greatest players of all time. He terrorizes my team, the Philadelphia Flyers, on a seasonal basis. He has scored the game-winning goal in a gold medal game against my team, the United States of America, to destroy us and rip our heart out through our eyes. His name is Sidney Crosby, and he is one of the greatest players in the history of hockey. He's also one of the captains. He's number six on my list, Sidney Crosby. Um, when you come into the league with that much, that many people looking at you, everyone says, Sid the kid, you're the next Gretzky. You win three cups on four attempts. You, uh, you go back-to-back years with the Detroit Red Wings and split cups, which is unbelievably hard. You win back-to-back cups, back-to-back, 2000, what? What years was that? 2017, no, 2016-17. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's done it all, right? Gold medalist, too. I think he's captain of Team Canada most of the time. He's number six on my list. The only reason he's not higher is because his career's not over yet. <laughs> that could change a lot in the next few years. All right, but... Here's the thing. I've always said this. Everybody, I'm getting a lot of comments right here about either yay Crosby or boo Crosby. Here's the deal, all right? Don't waste too much time heckling the guy because you will miss greatness. I am a Flyers fan telling you because I'm a hockey fan first. I'm a hockey person. You will miss greatness if you spend too much time hating that person. He's at the point of his career now we got to put some of that stuff aside. It's, it was fun in the beginning. Gretzky got ripped a lot in the beginning of his career too. you got to start putting some of that aside now and start watching the guy play because he's not going to be around forever. All right? Players like this are typically generational. We've been blessed that we've had a few of those types of players. Him, McDavid, there's a few. All right? um, I enjoy watching Crosby play. I admire the way he trains. A little bit boring when you see him off the ice. I have a feeling when he's in the locker room, he's one of the best leaders in NHL history. He's, he's heard the bell, and he answered the bell under enormous, enormous pressure. I can't imagine. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a Michael Jordan. I, I can't imagine 
being him and being able to perform and do what he's got to do. I can understand why he gets annoyed every once in a while. And I hope the Flyers beat him every time they play him. But he has my respect. Number six all time, Sidney Crosby. All right. Now, Andrew Williams says, I think McDavid's a bust. Too early to tell. Too early to tell. I'll read some of your comments because we're about halfway through. Let's get through some of this, okay? So uh, here we go. I got a big shout-out here from Andrew Williams for Shane Doan, best captain ever. Yeah, also one of the most underrated captains ever. You know, another name he didn't make my list, but Jerome Ginless should be on this list too in terms of an honorable mention. Uh, proud captain of Calgary, really led that franchise around to a cup final, albeit that they lost. Um, but yeah, Andrew Williams says he has two Shane Doan jerseys and he always stopped to give autographs to all the fans, especially the kids. Yeah, I've never heard ever anything bad about Shane Doan. Not one thing. I think that says a lot. Uh, then I got, again, 10, 10 things about Sidney Crosby. Jessica Kirshner says that the two cups, thank you, a Penguins fan would know this, 2016-2017 back-to-back first cup against the Nashville Predators and then the second cup against the San Jose Sharks, or did I reverse that? Uh, two really good teams. I think it was, was it the Sharks? Sharks, Predators, or Predators, Sharks? I can't remember. Jessica, let me know. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Predators, Sharks, but I might be wrong. Um, and then Caitlin Elizabeth says, as I'm wearing my Crosby Sucks shirt. <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't suck, and I've realized that since I bought this shirt. Yeah, Caitlin, here's here's a, here's a real me this. All right? This is one for all of you. Um, I've never bought any apparel that insulted another team because typically it says the other team's name or it has their logo on it. I'll never do it. It's just I buy Flyers stuff NHL stuff, and that's about it. The only other thing you'll see me wear is something if it has like all the teams on it. Like I have an NHL 100 shirt that has every it has every franchise on it. Uh, I used to wear an original six T shirt to school all the time, uh, but those are more like hockey things. But I yeah I can't wear anything. It, it's very hard for me to wear anything that uh, that I have. To do. I, I have problems with my logo for my business is yellow and black. Okay, like I mean that was a marketing decision because here's the funny thing. You guys want to know the funny thing about orange and black? Uh, I do wear a lot of orange and black. I wear my Flyer stuff proudly all the time. I wear a lot of green for the Eagles, red, white, and blue for the Phillies and the 76ers. But orange and black does, unless it's October, does not work in marketing. And we found that out because every business I know that uses orange and black in their branding, people won't buy it because most of the times it's affiliation with Philadelphia. Um, so that's why we didn't do it. Now, don't get lost on yellow and black and white as being Pittsburgh pens. There's a lot, of, a lot of teams that wear yellow and black and white. Um, it just sticks out. Uh, but that's that's uh, that's something funny. So uh, Sam, Sam and Jessica are both saying San Jose in 2016, Nashville in 2017. Okay, so I was wrong. It was the Sharks first, then the Predators. So it was good. And then Andrew Williams says we all know the refs helped the Pens win the Cup against the Preds. Andrew, that's not true. You got to stop with that. It's a hard job. Um, uh, here we go. Let's go. Let's keep moving here. Number five. So number six was a Penguin, Sidney Crosby. Number five. This man had diabetes. His entire life. They said you'd never play in the NHL. Ever. He played for the Peterborough Peets in junior hockey. He was a leader all along the way. He has won two back-to-back Stanley Cups. He has no two front teeth. He is part of the Broad Street Boys. His name is Bobby Clark. Captain of the Philadelphia Flyers. Overtaking Sidney Crosby, which may or may not have been a little bit of bias in my head. But seriously, I mean, Crosby might jump him later on. But Bobby Clark's a great captain. Um, everyone says it. Everyone in the league says it. Plenty of players have said that you don't win back-to-back Stanley Cups if you're not good. Uh, if you're outside Philadelphia, you think the Bart Street Bullies are trash. If you're in Philadelphia, you think they're gods. The truth is this. They're hockey players. They changed the the face of the game, literally and figuratively changed the faces of the game. Um, he led one of the most iconic uh teams 
iconic identities in league history, and they won two cups in a row, not to mention being the greatest flyer in terms of points all time um, and overcoming diabetes, which is always the part of his story that's never given as much credit as it deserves. They told him he'd never play. Uh, so he overcame a lot, and then he led the franchise for years after uh, he stopped playing, um, not really with the team too much anymore, which is probably not a bad thing, but long storied history. There is no Flyers without the name Bob Clark. There is a Penguins without Sidney Crosby, right? Uh, there's no Avalanche without Joe Sackick, right? You know what I mean? So uh, maybe there is because you have Patrick Waugh. You know, Ray Bork, right? Actually, I'll do this. Sidney Crosby, there's a team without him. Joe Sackick, Patrick Waugh. Jonathan Taves, Kane. Ray Bork, all the Bruins before him. Shane Doan, maybe. Again, he didn't win a cup. That's why he's not higher. You could put Roenick maybe with him for a little bit, but not really. Um, Scott Stevens, Martin Brodeur. Mario Lemieux, you have Yager. Wayne Gretzky, you have the entire Oilers franchise. Right? Zidane Chara, same thing, guys. Bob Clark, there's no Flyers without Bob Clark. That's why some of these names now, when I'm looking at the top five right now, there's no real team. Uh, four of these last five don't have a team without the name on the list. All right. And I can make an argument that the, the one that I didn't say uh, does. Okay. So that's number five. All right. Let's keep going here. Number four, this man captained the last true dynasty in the NHL. His team has never recovered once he left. He has won. He won four cups in eight years. And four of those cups happened in his first four years as the captain. Who am I talking about? All the way out in Long Island, Rangers fans would say Potvin sucks, but the Islander fans say Rangers suck. Dennis Potvin, number four on the list. Another clear name. There's no Islanders without this man. There's nothing. He won four cups with the New York Islanders, uh, a name that is not typically known too far out of the island because it's a small market team, and it really is a shame that that dynasty has really been forgotten for most of the NHL, mainly because Gretzky showed up to destroy it. All right, but Dennis Potvin is number four on this list. Four cups in four years, really eight years as his captain. Uh, that's incredible. Again, the last true dynasty in the NHL, last team to win four in a row. Everybody forgets the Oilers didn't win four in a row. They won four out of five. So Dennis Potvin. Um, let's go back to some of your comments before we jump into the top three. Uh, it goes, let's go here. It's Andrew Williams. Well, to be honest, Austin Matthews was a student at my church when he was in junior high, so I have his jersey. Okay, well, if you know someone, that that is totally different, to be fair, okay? Nobody from my hometown ever made the NHL, although some people tried. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, no, if you know the player, that, that totally changes the rules um, on buying a jersey or something like that because you have a connection with them. But I just can't bring myself. Like, I don't know if I could buy a Penguins jersey even if I knew the person. I'm thinking about it. Again, I have never, I never have. Maybe. It's, it's a big maybe. I'd probably never wear it. I'd get it signed or something like that. Um, Caitlin says, I don't know, orange and black. I bought it the day before our first meeting back in August and then wore it to me. She's talking about her, her Crosby suck shirts, which then you reminded me was his birthday. I love this shirt for that memory. What? That's see, you have some sentimental value and I appreciate that because it's somewhat of a compliment to me. Um, Parker Beard says wearing a team's, a team suck shirt usually starts fights. Uh, we're not afraid of fights on, on this side of the continent. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Andrew Williams says, I am a ref and an umpire elite. I know how hard it is. Well, good, Andrew. You're talking about when they say the refs threw it away. Uh, NHL officiating is one of the hardest, hardest officiatings in all of sports. This game is moving faster than anything, uh, any other sport. So 
Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, NHL refs make mistakes. You know, we, we interviewed, you should listen uh, to our Kerry Frazier interview on this podcast, the We Love Hockey podcast, because we asked him about that. Um, we asked him what he thought about the call in uh, against Las Vegas um, when they're playing the Sharks and the Sharks came back to win that series. Um, you know, he had a lot of thoughts on today's officials and what they could be doing better. So make sure you check that podcast out. It's the Kerry Frazier episode of the We Live Hockey podcast. Really fun guy to be around. Real gentleman. Um, we were lucky to meet him and be with him a few times. But please check that out, the um, Kerry Frazier podcast. If you're an official, you, you really should listen to that. Um, let's keep going here. So uh, Andrew Williams, Max Domi wore 16 in Arizona because of Clark. That's true. All right. You talk about Wendell Clark, who was a good friend of his dad's. Um, Mark Polly Pollard says greatest Flyers captain is Peter Forsberg. Well, he captained them in their worst season in history, Mark. I hate to tell you that, but that's going to put him on the side. Uh, Parker Beard wants you to know that. Dun, 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 dun. Potvin sucks. Ray Carcillo is listening in Los Angeles. I guarantee you he just did that with me. Okay, all the Rangers fans did. Uh, that's how iconic Dennis Potvin is. There's a chant that happens in a rival arena to this day that he sucks. That is that staying power. That's incredible power. Okay, remember the Islanders fans just say Rangers suck. The Rangers fans say Potvin sucks. That's staying power. That's that's amazing to me. That says something about the legacy of Dennis Potvin. Okay. Uh, for those of you wanting to, Caitlin Elizabeth, uh, Caitlin Reese just uh, posted the Carrie, Carrie Fraser podcast. She's awesome. You're great, great with what you do, Caitlin. I really appreciate you. She uh, she posted that. You guys can listen to that later. Um, uh, and Andrew, you said it. it sounds like a fun podcast. It was a fun podcast. He was a fun guy to listen to. Um, okay, let's keep going here. Uh, we got more comments on other captains. I'm going to keep going. All right, here we go. We're into the top three. 30 minutes into the episode, top three. Okay, this was tough. I had a hard time with this. So some of this might be my own personal opinions. Some of this might be historically based. I really want to know what you think of the top three. Number three won five Stanley Cups in 10 years. Won half the time he was captain. One of the most historical, the most historical franchise in the history of the NHL. Housed names like Richard and Richard. There was two of them. And the flower. Guy Lafleur, not, not the other flower. Jean Beliveau is number three. Uh, really, and these top three could be number one, but there's a reason that number one is number one. But Jean Beliveau, uh, one of the, the, the most awarded captains of all time. Again, Montreal had a lot of captains during their cup years. Um, he, was, he was a true captain of that team. Uh, five cups in a row. I mean, I'm sorry, five, five cups in 10 years is incredible. All right, also dethroned the dynasty. Uh, not a dynasty, dethroned the Flyers. There's a lot of reasons why Jean Beliveau has to be on this list. I mean, you're talking about one of the greatest players in NHL history, too. One of the greatest leaders. I know my camera keeps moving. Uh, Jean Beliveau, okay? Number two. Who do you think number two is? For those of, the, those of you listening at home, who do you think number two is? I, I, there's, there's one person on this list that's going to be obvious. I want to see if you know who I picked for number two. I will give you 10 seconds, and I will fill that airtime with me talking. Okay, we got people also saying that they did the Rangers chant with me. Okay, I worked in Madison Square Garden for for several years. It was one of my favorite jobs. There's nothing like Madison Square Garden. It is the greatest arena in the NHL for hockey. There's some nicer arenas, but that's the greatest. It, I would some would say it's the world's most famous arena, um, uh, including themselves. 
so there it is. Nobody wants to guess who number two is. Okay, that that's fine. That's fine. I'm gonna do it. Number two spent 19 seasons. 19 seasons. Oh, we got to guess. Mess and Yager. No. Here we go. Number two spent 19 seasons as captain. 19 seasons as captain. That's 1,301 hockey games. He won three Stanley Cups with this team. He was 21 years old when he was named captain, which was one of the youngest of all time at the time he was named. His name is Steve Iserman. Steve Iserman. He is number two on my list. First off, 19 years is a record. Okay, Nobody has played more games or been a captain longer than Steve Iserman. And he's won. Those things alone put him in the top two. Here's some other things that put him in the top two. The man was one of the greatest goal scorers in the league at one point and completely changed his game to a two-way forward at the request of Scotty Bowman, one of the greatest captains, the greatest, I'm sorry, coaches of all time, is Scotty Bowman. Is known as a tremendous human being, known as a complete leader, got it done on the ice when he needed to, got it done in the locker room when he needed to, for 19 seasons. Keeping in mind that it would have been 20 probably if there weren't lockouts. <laughs> I, no, he, I, uh, he was not with the team in 2005. So it's 19 seasons. Again, 1,301 games, three Stanley Cups. Uh, brought Detroit, Detroit, who desperately needed a Stanley Cup, uh, a Stanley Cup back to the team in 1997 and 1998. Okay, in 2002. Great captain, great leader. Uh, deserves to be number two. Okay, people are saying they agree. Andrew Williams guessed Gretzky was one or two. Gretzky is one of my honorable mentions. He didn't actually make the top ten list on here. Um, Again, he's got he's got the top ten list for everything else. He, I, I don't know. I don't think his leadership is one of them. Right? Because I think everybody on his team's lead. This brings us to number one. Number one's pretty obvious. Number one's pretty obvious. And and here's the thing: there's people that try and deny this person number one, and there's really no good argument to deny him, uh, because the the stats alone, the the. <laughs> The iconic status alone, there's nothing, and I'm, and I'm going to do it. And if you want to fight this one, feel free. But there's no way my number one greatest captain in NHL history is not the number one greatest captain in NHL history. I'll still tease it, just in case you don't know who it is. He is the only player in NHL history to win a cup as captain with two different teams. He has captained three NHL teams, believe it or not. He's won cups with two different teams. Think about that for a minute. He has an award that's given out at the NHL Awards named after him. It's called the <clears throat> Leadership Award. He is known as the Messiah in New York. He called a Game 7 win. Game 6 win, excuse me. Did that wrong. Let's go to hat trick in that game. Lived in the shadow of the greatest player of all time. Then became captain of that team to take them to the 1990 Stanley Cup final and win. Then he won the 1994 Stanley Cup. He's a six-time champion. His name is Mark Messier, and he is the greatest captain in NHL history. There is no denying him that. He's known as a leader. He's known for his, his, his captaincy. He's known for that. The Mark Messier Leadership Award. He has done amazing things. He's a Conn Smythe winner as not a captain in Edmonton. 
I have met this man. I have interviewed this man. There's another podcast you should listen to. One of the most intense human beings I've ever seen and kind at the same time. I've never seen anything like it. There's another level there that that guy goes to. He just operates on a different letter when it, level when it comes to leadership. I admire him. I've read his book. <laughs> Mark Messier, captain of the Edmonton Oilers, 1990 Stanley Cup, captain of the New York Rangers, 1994 Stanley Cup, so beloved in two cities, also captain of the Vancouver Canucks, which we won't talk about. <laughs> another, another brilliant contract negotiation by New York ownership. Yeah, I mean, there's no denying this guy. I mean, again, he's got a, he's got an NHL award named after him. That's pretty pretty much a nail in the you know coffin if you had a problem with him. Um, to take, I, I gotta say this: to take two different teams to a Cup final and win um, is incredible. All right, and and you gotta remember, like, you gotta look at both of those teams to understand the stakes here. One of them was a Gretzky-less Oilers, a team that was like, can can anyone do this without Gretzky? In 1990, they did. Right, I mean, the only, the only sports comparison I can think of right now, and and Ray, if you're still listening, help me out with this. But the only sports comparison I can think of right now is really like when Shaq left the Lakers, you know, and then Kobe took him to a championship. And I remember that: it's, can Kobe win without Shaq? You know, uh, can the Oilers win without Gretzky? Yeah, and let Messi let him there. Then, if that wasn't enough, after five Stanley Cups, he goes to New York, a team that had not won. Is since 1954, <laughs> right? And then he he takes them to the Cup final, and they win. And it's just after they lost with the President's Trophy a couple of seasons ago. They, they they had the President's Trophy and lost. And he goes there and he wills them, New York City, to a Stanley Cup final. Mike Richter's a great goalie, not the greatest goalie of all time. Like Mark Messier, when he finished his career, was number two all time. He's number three now behind Yarmir Yager, another Ranger, another Ranger captain, ironically. I mean, there's there's just no denying this man. He's, he is the greatest captain in NHL history. All right? There's no denying it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I said 1954. It was 1940. I apologize, Parker. You're absolutely correct. 1940 was the previous cup for the New York Rangers before 1994. I just, I totally mixed two numbers in my head there. I apologize. I know better than that. I'm ashamed. I am sorry. That's not good enough for you. I need to be on my stats because that's what makes me a true fan. Unless you watched our episode about fans week or two ago where that doesn't have anything to do with it. I do appreciate you you, you uh, uh, correcting me there, Parker. By the way, if anybody ever hears this and I make a mistake, please let me know. I do I do want to be accurate as possible here. Okay, let's get your comments in here. Let me know what you think about these people. Let's go through the top 10 list one more time. Number 10, Shane Doan, Phoenix Coyotes. Number 9, Ray Bork, Boston Bruins, 15 seasons as captain. Number 8, Jonathan Taves, Captain Sirius, three cups. In six years with the Chicago Blackhawks. Number seven, Joe Sackick, captain of the Quebec Nordiques and the Colorado Avalanche, although it's one team, won two cups. Number six is Sidney Crosby, three cups, youngest captain ever to be named and win uh, best player in the game today. Immense pressure on him. Number five, Bob Clark, Philadelphia Flyers, two-time Stanley Cup champion and all-time leading goal scorer for the Philadelphia Flyers and point scorer. Number four, Dennis Potvin, Four out of four cups to start his captaincy, four in eight years. Captain of the New York Islanders during the last true dynasty in NHL history. Number three, Jean Beliveau, Montreal Canadiens, five cups in 10 years. Number two, Stevie Y, Stevie Magic, Stevie Wonder, Steve Iserman, 19 seasons, 19 seasons as captain since he was 21 years old through retirement, 1,301 games played, wearing the C, 
and three Stanley Cups to show for it. Number one all-time, Mark Messier, captain of the New York Rangers, captain of the Edmonton Oilers, six Stanley Cups, has an award named after him, uh, known as a leader. I, I, if you are interested in leadership, study that man. That's all I'll tell you. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, somebody met him at the AHL All-Star Game in Hartford during the lockout. I don't know who you're talking about, Andrew, but that's good to know. Uh, Parker Beard, honorable mention. Okay, now see, this is the, this is where we get into it because I'll have comments on this. Uh, Parker Beard says, honorable mention, Rod Brindamore. He was a great captain for the Hurricanes and is doing a great job as the coach. I met him a couple times, and he's a very nice guy. Super nice guy. Was devastated when he left Philadelphia. Um, I can't put him as a top 10 captain all time. Um, for many reasons, right? He's a great captain, right? He did bring you a cup. I will never forget the the cell. I will never forget the moment he was handed the cup, and I was watching him marching, and then he puts it up. And I, that must have been the most aggressive, angry scream I've ever seen. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, go look it up on YouTube when Ron Brindamore lifted the cup. Um, that was a pretty amazing moment, and it was in 2006 post lockout. Cam Ward was the goaltender of that team. Eric Stahl was the young kid on that team. Amazing moment, amazing player. And right after the NHL had been off for a year, so that was a pretty good thing. Um, Andrew Williams did say, I met Mark Messier at the All-Star Game. I, I, I tell you guys, that yeah, I think I told this Mark Messier story before, but when I saw him at the NHL headquarters and I saw him up in Long Island, uh, I've seen him many times. Um, always a class act, always willing to talk, give you five minutes. Um, everybody wants his time and he's very gracious with it. Um, you know, uh, he learned that. So yeah, listen, Mark Messier is my number one all time captain. Uh, Sam guy says, Ron Francis. I know we have Carolina hurricane fans on here. He didn't win a cup guys. Not with that team. He didn't win a cup with the Carolina hurricanes. He went to a cup 2003, he lost to Detroit. Um, <clears throat> but, um, you really have to win to be on this list. Uh, and again, the, the Ray Bork and Shane Doan, the guys on the list that didn't win, I mean, they had reasons for it, right? Again, there's no Phoenix without Shane Doan. You know, Ray Bork, 15 seasons for that franchise is unbelievable. Um, again, there are so many captains out there that could have been named as good or great captains. But again, we're talking about the top 10 captains all time. And that's my list, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, so with that said, I don't have much more to say. If there's any more comments to come in, I'll let you, in. I'll read them out loud if, uh, if they make sense, but I want to thank you all once again for coming on puck drop live. I really enjoy doing this. Uh, you are the best audience in the universe. I can't thank you enough. I got to say that again, I'm proud to be part of this audience. I'm proud to be part of this community. Um, uh, you know, we, we get a lot of listens on this afterwards. So if you're listening to this on the podcast or on replay, I want you to know, I appreciate you just as much. I know a lot of people are doing stuff right now. Uh, today is day 67, I believe, of quarantine at my house. Uh, and again, you know, <clears throat> kind of rolling with the punches here now, kind of used to it. Uh, but as I always say on these episodes, you have given me the ability to escape and to do this and get my mind off things once a week. And I really, really appreciate that. I also get the ability to do this with my friend Ray Carcillo on our other podcast, Geeks Who Like Sports. So if you like sports and geek them, you should definitely listen to that podcast as well. Uh, and yeah, that's a total hard sell on it. Go check it out. Um, you know, but also I know that this is, and because I've, I've heard from a lot of you, I know you guys tell me this is an escape for you too, and it's really nice to talk something other than coronavirus and hockey. And uh, I am I am so honored to be able to be in a position to to even be that for you. It means more to me than you know, and I'm glad I can do that for you. Um, last thing I got to say is, hey, check out Hockey Rewards, HockeyRewards.com. We uh, we are selling this jersey for charity. 
um, that I want you to check out. It's really cool. Uh, it's got all the names of all the first-line responders. It's got silhouettes of first-line responders and on the back. It's got a family on the backbone. Uh, we are selling them for uh, adult jerseys are $55. We are giving 100%. Of of the profits, one hundred. I'm not. No money is coming to us, to the um, penalty box foundation charities, which are really COVID nineteen relief. Uh, they've done a lot. I trust those people. I really trust Drew Lane, the person who runs that uh, penalty box foundation. Uh, also, hockey deals and discounts. Good people. Good cause. It's it's a good place for the money to go. Uh, check that out on hockeyrewards.com. If you haven't seen that yet, I'm actually going to type it in here right now. I'm beating beating Caitlin to it. Maybe we'll see hockeyrewards.com. Uh, you can, oh, she beat me to it. She put the Facebook page. I put the website. There you go. Uh, check that out if you haven't already. And once again, thank you so much for uh, listening to Puck Drop. Uh, we'll get another vote up there next week. If you have topics you want to discuss, put them on our page. Ask people. I really want to talk about what you want to talk about. Uh, you guys have a wonderful night. Once again, th- I really appreciate all of you. Uh, thanks for being here on Puck Drop Live with Lee Elias on from We Live Hockey to Elimination Cafe to Hockey Wraparound to Hockey Rewards or wherever else you're seeing us. This is Lee Elias signing off. We'll see you next week.